Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've had to have a lot of young guys play, guys that you said at times aren't always ready to play. Is this a time to get them ready to play and get some young guys even? No, I mean, this is a time, I mean, I I look at it very simply. You know, we have a lot of guys that are on scholarship and, and they're college football players. And so it's their job and responsibility to get ready to play. And whether they're young or old, um, they have a responsibility, their teammates to prepare and and get ready to play. We happen to have a lot of young guys. We have a lot of young receivers. We have some young linemen. We got young quarterbacks. We got a lot of young players at a lot of positions. So, um, you know, and, and we knew that going into this year. So, um, unfortunately, we try to depend on some older players, and they're not very dependable, and they weren't very committed. And so, we're we're moving on to some some the next guys up and and uh, giving them an opportunity to learn and get better. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use the code DNVR when you sign up. All right, all right, all right. It's late Wednesday night, the uh, the 28th. (laughs) It's actually the third time I'm trying to do this. Had some technical issues with some equipment, but I think we're ready to rock now. Always fun when you get like 90% through it and then realize that you did it wrong, but that's life. Uh, Long day, got up early, went to practice, came back. Obviously a a pretty big news day for the Rams. I mean, Taiwan Francis starting nickel, Ty McCullough starting wide receiver, both decide to leave the program. Definitely a big blow to the overall depth of the team this year but I'm going to explain why everybody needs to just kind of take a chill pill on this scenario. We'll talk it through from the player's perspective, from CSU's perspective. I'll give my thoughts on the whole shindig based on the info that I have, and hopefully you'll feel at least a little bit better after this podcast. I'll play some audio from Jay Norvell talking about the situation. I I asked him about it, and he kind of gave his thoughts. It's obviously a, a bit of a unique scenario with these guys. I mean, they were... They were getting a lot of playing time. You know, it wasn't like a Dante Wright situation where he only had six snaps over the first two weeks. And from Norvell's perspective, I think there's definitely some visible frustration in that regard. And I get that. This is one of those situations where, again, you know, I'm going to talk it through. I can kind of see it from multiple points of view. I understand where the players are coming from. I understand where the staff is coming from. I understand why CSU fans are frustrated. But I also think that, you know, some of it is a bit of an overreaction. So we'll talk through all of it. Like I said, I'll play that audio from Norvell. 
I'll talk about a few other things we learned about in terms of how the Rams are using this bye week, uh, the quarterback situation, Clay Millen day-to-day. We'll talk about that. Real quick, though, the NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on the stepped-up same-game parlay once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Get $200 free in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That code, DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Of course, there's no better way to experience the thrill of hitting your big bet than doing it in person. And if you want tickets to the hottest new games, hit up our friends over at GameTime. They're the best new ticketing site out there, and they make it easier than ever before to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you never thought you could afford, you know, maybe the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert maybe, it's possible with the GameTime app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You're not going to find better deals this season on Rams tickets than with GameTime. It's an app created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in this podcast description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Ty obviously left. Has anybody else left the team recently? Uh, Taiwan Francis and, and uh, Ty McCullough. Okay. Yep. You know, and it's, you know, it's interesting to me. I started the season talking to these guys about the past and how they can change the past. And it just, it, it amazes me that all these guys that are playing and starting don't want to play anymore. So it kind of shows me what we were playing with and we were dependent on people that probably we couldn't depend on. And that comes from, you know, I, I've, I've come from the school where, you know, I want to give people an opportunity to show, show who they are, what their colors are and, and, uh, you know, we, we gave a lot of guys opportunities and, and um, you know, unfortunately, they didn't want to take advantage of it. So, you know, we continue to move on and, and um, you know, we got a lot of good young players that need the reps and are going to get an opportunity to play. All right. So that was Jay Norvell speaking with myself, Kevin Lytle and Mike Brohard on some of these veteran transfers. That's now Ty McCullough. Um, Melquan Stovall, Dante Wright, EJ Scott, Ches Jackson, Caden Camper, Taiwan Francis, Bam Amina, and then just a couple of walk-ons, which is pretty uh, normal. It's par for the course. There's always going to be some walk-ons that leave the team. That's just a brutal life, being a walk-on. It's, it's a lot of work for very little reward, and I don't blame the guys that do. But I thought Norvell's answer was fair. You know, I I saw some people online criticizing, saying, you know, he threw the players under the bus. I mean, the the reality of this situation is the guys that have most recently left have all been getting playing time. 
as far as the the timing of these transfers, I think we're just going to see more and more of this in college football moving forward, particularly you know, now that the, the transfer rules have changed. We got to experience it a little bit last season with Ellison Hubbard and Marcus McElroy, you know, choosing to leave under Steve Adazio. And now, you know, I, I think this was to be expected. I think I even said it at, at one point on a preseason pod that, you know, when you have the ability to play in four games, essentially dip your toes in the water, test it out, and then make a decision, there, there's always going to be some departures, especially if you don't get the start you want. You know, you lose a couple of games and, you know, all of a sudden guys start reconsidering their options. They have that right. I, I would think at this point there should be less transfers moving forward at, at this point of the season, at, at least with guys that are actually seeing the field. But this is essentially just what college football is in 2022. I mean, you you have a lot of freedom as a player to leave. And again, I'm not like getting on here and ranting and saying it's it's wrong or anything like that. But, you know, especially when you have a new staff come in, there's going to be a lot of roster turnover. A lot of that happens at the beginning, but not necessarily all of it. And I mean, I even go back to the beginning of the Nico Medved tenure with basketball. You know, there was a, the mass exodus right at the beginning. And then you had a couple more guys leave after about a year or so. That's just modern college sports. I know a lot of us are conditioned to to panic over transfers, particularly when they come in clusters. And, you know, I'm not getting up here and saying that these players don't matter. I, I do think CSU is a, a thinner team talent-wise, and they have less depth right now than they did a month ago. Taiwan Francis is the third leading tackler on this team, you know, behind Daquan Jackson and Jack Howell, starting nickelback. That's a significant loss. Ty was one of your starting receivers. Hadn't had a, a ton of production yet, but, you know, he, he'd shown what he could do, especially on some of those crossing routes and stuff like that. I mean, good athlete. You get him some, get him some space. He can make some plays for you. I respect their game, and I do think that they could be, you know, impactful players and, and help the Rams this year if they wanted to be. But that's kind of what it comes down to, right, is, is ultimately... You know, we need the guys that are going to be here to fully want to be here. And if you don't have total buy-in, it's, it's just not going to work. And again, you know, I, I like Ty and I like Taiwan. I think they're talented players. I think they could be productive. I've enjoyed covering them. I think they're good guys. I also understand that they've been through just a ton. I mean, their third head coach, you know, you have multiple coordinators during that time. I think Ty had five receivers coaches, maybe six, if you count Witted, who recruited him. These guys have, have stuck through a lot in the past. And, you know, I think at some point it probably just gets to a a position where, you know, it's it's just too much change and you decide you want to know what I, I want to go find somewhere else and, you know, pick where I'm going to go, not necessarily stay in one environment and keep having to adapt on the fly to the changes around me. I just really want to make it clear that I'm not trying to get up here and, you know, rant or throw a bunch of dirt or shade at these players because I, I do I do get it. They've been through just a ton. I mean, the fact that they were even still here post Adazio is, is a testament to them. Real quick, just a minor rant. The amount of people that have tweeted at me in the last week saying things like, you know, maybe we should still have Adazio. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Dumbest shit I've ever heard. I'm going to mock you every time. 
he's the reason we're in this position right now. Where's the O-line depth, guys? The supposed O-line guru. And by the way, A&M just got their asses kicked in the trenches by Appalachian State in their own building. And frankly, the recency bias is just absurd. Do you guys not remember the last six games of the year? Do you guys not remember that 60% of this losing streak that we're currently in was under him? Do you not remember getting just throttled by Wyoming? Absolutely embarrassed or giving up 50 to Hawaii, a team that was literally broken in the locker room, and they still kick CSU's ass. Daz was a total fraud and genuinely just a terrible person. And I'm not even talking about his interactions with me because I don't care that he was prickly with us. I genuinely don't. I'm talking about the way he treated his other coaches, the way he treated 90% of the team, just other human beings, that janitor story. I'd rather go 0-36 with Jay Norvell than have Steve Adazio represent this program. Goodness gracious. All right, ran over. Sorry, getting back on track here. Like I said, these are talented players. I'm rooting for them. I liked covering them. This guy's not falling, though. I'm not sweating this situation. You know, again, you're losing some players that would make you better this year. The reality is a lot of the young guys next year would be playing over some of these holdovers anyways. And again, I'm not throwing shade, but I mean, that's just natural. They're going to favor their guys. And, you know, some of these freshman receivers are pretty freaking talented and they fit the profile of, you know, what the staff wants in this offense, big athletic guys. You know, the, the truth is, is it's it's going to be like less than 20% of the roster that is made up of, you know, Bobo or Adazio guys, you know, next fall. And again, because I'm trying to be fair to all sides here, fair to the staff, you know, fair to the players as well. It, it's not going to be the program that these guys signed up for or came into. You know, again, they've just they've been through a lot of change. And I understand the. The perspective of just wanting to choose something different, you know, especially because clearly this season is is not going, you know, how anyone hoped. I also understand the frustration from Norvell's perspective. Like, we're giving these guys opportunities. They're playing a lot. You know, what more can you ask for? And I'm not saying that these guys were were slackers or, or anything like that, because I, I don't know that. But the people representing CSU, if if we're ever going to turn this thing around, it's going to take total buy-in. And so if guys want to leave, let them leave. And for the CSU fans out there, you know, I think there are multiple perspectives to have on this that are, that are fair. If you're disappointed to see these guys leave, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Again, they're, they're good dudes. They are talented players. If you feel angry because, you know, I mean, objectively, they, they did quit on their teammates. I mean. That's probably fair, too. I mean, a spade is a spade, right? But personally, I feel like you should just look at it as it being best for both sides. I mean, you wish these guys well, you know, root for their successes and, you know, hope that it that it works out for them in the long run because, again, they have been committed to CSU. They've stuck through, you know, they, they've stuck through a lot over the years. But there's there's just not reason to panic. And, again, this is just kind of the the process of a, a rebuild, you know? Some guys from an old staff are going to leave right away. Some guys are going to test it out, decide they don't like it, and, and want to go elsewhere. But roster turnover is just a part of the process when you have a new staff. It is. Like, it's not some 
you know, reason to panic or like a glaring indication that you have a culture problem or something like that. I mean, look at all the guys that wanted to follow Norvell from Nevada to CSU. And there were more that wanted to, but, you know, couldn't for a variety of reasons. They weren't going to qualify or whatever. You've got to give this staff an opportunity to build this program their way to establish a foundation to get guys in here that want to do it their way, that believe in it their way. And you just kind of add those guys into the the mix of talented young players and, you know, veterans that you have. Again, you know, I'm not saying everybody that was recruited by Adazio or, or Bobo is, is going to dip. You know, clearly you'd love to keep, you know, Jack Howell and, you know, Henry Blackburn, Tanner Arkin, some of these guys. But this is a rebuild. And we've got to embrace that. And the players have got to embrace that. And everybody's got to understand that it's just going to take a lot of change. I mean, there have been a lot of losing habits and losing attitude and just bad general juju around this program. It doesn't just go away overnight. Nico Medved didn't come in and fix CSU basketball overnight. It's a struggle. It's a process of getting older guys to buy in and it's, you know, inconsistent at times, you know, they'll do it for a little bit and then, you know, you have that positive result and you think you're breaking through and then they go back to old habits. That's human nature. But if you stick with the vision, you get the right guys in the program, you keep the ones that are doing the right things and you let, you know, the others that don't want to be a part of it, you know, make that decision and, and go elsewhere eventually you're going to see the results. And I think we're going to see some results this season. I'm not saying all of a sudden they're going to turn around and go to a bowl or or anything like that, but there's a lot of winnable games. And again, this non-conference schedule was, it was more challenging than anticipated. It's not an excuse for losing the way they did, especially in the home games. That was discouraging, but those are good teams. Those are better teams. And you're going to face, you know, in the conference with with some of these games, it's, it's really embarrassing how bad the mountain West is this year. Not going to lie. But it's going to be all right. It's really going to be all right. So let's chill out, take a deep breath, see how the rest of the season unfolds, give this staff a chance, you know, to get some of their own guys in here. And let's see what type of progress happens. Then, you know, if a year and a half from now, it's still just a disaster. Yeah, then you're panicking. I get it. But it, it takes a while. It does. I know it sucks that it does, but it does. So that's my two cents on this whole scenario. Wish these guys well. Have enjoyed covering them, but you know, not gonna, not gonna panic either. It's a long-term view, and you know, a lot of these guys that are gonna get more reps because of this, we're gonna be, you know, the center of your program moving forward, anyways. So, essentially, you're just kind of expediting that process, which is, you know, maybe not the worst thing in the world. This season, I imagine it's it's going to lead to more opportunities at wide receiver for Lewis Brown, Justice Ross Simmons, you know, maybe a little Makai Fox. I'd like to see Kyo Day out there. Maybe Boise State transfer, you know, Matt Greenwald. They've they've got some options. They've they've definitely taken a a hit depth wise at the receiver position. I mean, you lose four bodies in a couple of weeks. Defensively, you know, I think Robert Floyd gets some more opportunities at the nickel. He was out there running with the ones in practice. But you need some of these other guys to step up too, you know, Aiden Hector and Angel King and, and everyone in the back end. All right, going to wrap up here with just some thoughts on the quarterback situation. Real quick, Breckenridge Brewery has a birthday coming up. 32 years young to celebrate, Breck Brew is throwing a weekend-long hoot nanny. 
You can kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, of course. They've got games and more on October 8th and 9th over at their Littleton location. They've got national acts like the Spin Doctors and local favorites like Railroad Earth rocking out. Stay tuned to everything DNVR for Hootenanny giveaways leading up to the concert on October 8th. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineup. Cool, cool, cool. So as of right now, it's unclear if Clay Millen is going to be able to play against Nevada. Norvell told us today that his injury status is day-to-day. He, he was not able to practice either of the last two days, though. So, you know, we'll just kind of have to monitor it. You know, if he can't go, it's going to be Braden Fowler, Nicolosi. He's been running with the ones. A big reason it's him and not, you know, the other guys is his mobility. And, you know, he's clearly, you know, made the most of his opportunity since the spring. Does have a really nice arm. Right now, my gut says that it's probably going to be him that gets the start against Nevada, especially just given, you know, that it's going to be a Friday night game, that extra day of rest. We'll see, you know, I, I mean, again, it, it could completely change if Millen, you know, all of a sudden is practicing at the start of next week. I, I'd imagine it's it would be him in that scenario. Regardless of who's under center, Norvell does want to be more aggressive. I mean, we've seen them try and scheme up some stuff just with quick screens and, you know, you know, stretch runs and draws and all kinds of stuff. And it, it just hasn't worked, unfortunately, and it, it's been tough. They just really have not been able to execute a whole lot of anything. I guess the uh, the bright side, they only gave up two sacks last week, you know, versus like eight, like the, the couple of weeks before that. It'd be good if they could work through some of these issues. It's definitely going to be a hostile environment. Sometimes you crumble in that scenario. Sometimes it, it brings out the fight in you. I'll continue to give you updates about the quarterback position as we get them, you know, along with the rest of the team. But, you know, my, my main message, obviously, on this pod is, just patience, you know, you got to give the staff an opportunity to do it their way. And unfortunately, a rebuild doesn't happen overnight. And that's what we're in, a, a total rebuild right now. All right, that's all I have for today. Make sure you're keeping up with all my content. I think we've had like six articles in the last five days or whatever on CSU football. You know, it's always a great time to become a DMVR member. You get a free shirt with your annual membership. You've got some sweet fire gear. Couldn't make up my mind if I wanted to say sweet or fire. Ended up going with both and ended up sounding like a Panda Express dish or something. Sweet fire chicken. But um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see you know what the future holds still. Obviously, this season is, has been a little bit rough to this point. But the bye is definitely here at a, at a great time. And you've got some winnable games coming up. You know, again, I'm, I'm not saying the Rams are going to win them all or anything like that. But you should have an opportunity, at least, you know, on paper. Utah State's been really bad. They also got their butts kicked by an FCS team, a much worse FCS team than the one that beat CSU, I should add. Nevada as well, losing to Incarnate Ward. We'll have to see what happens. You know, I think a win would certainly make everybody feel a lot better, both in the locker room and outside as far as the, the supporters go. But we'll see. All right, that's all I have for today. Much love to all of you. Make my dreams come true. Peace. with the
cuff khakis, wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly, primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi, feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like Nam from.